Step up your book marketing and writing game with The Author Hangout, where we interview the world's top marketers and best-selling authors to uncover the secrets, insights, and trends every writer needs to know for successful 21st century authorship. Here's your host, Sean Manaher. Yeah, it's it's been a good thing, and I, I'm just excited for what you're doing. I think um, there's so much more room and opportunity for authors to just learn how to do it better. Okay. I mean, every week, you know, right? We we're doing these. You're doing your your uh, stuff. You're really dialing in your blog, doing all that. There's still authors not doing it right. So until yeah. that happens, until it's all perfect, we'll we'll keep having jobs to do. For sure, man. I love it. Until the traditional publishers are out of business. <laughs> I mean, 10 years, it's going to be a different story, right? Yeah. You know, it's, you'll get a kick out of this. So somebody just posted this in our Slack channel. One of our uh, team members did that uh, on one of our videos, someone said that, they signed a deal with a major traditional publisher, and they recommended that they check us out to learn some marketing oh stuff. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. And, oh, uh, we, we were, The whole team was just rallying around that. Everybody got a kick out of it. You know, I, I also think that I, I think that people in in the traditional space and those who have in the have been helping traditional authors. Uh, publish their book or whatever, they don't feel adequate, like they know what to do because themselves, even yeah, those yeah. that helped, they just don't have like the mindset, whether it's a marketing mindset or entrepreneurial mindset that says you have to do it different yeah. and, and this is how to do it. For sure. I think they're just scared at this point. So, <laughs> Do you think so? Yeah. I, well, the all the people that are working in those companies, I think for sure. I mean, somewhere the money's going, right? And, and obviously, they, they have to be making a boatload of money for it to still sustain itself. Um, and until that vacuum is removed, I don't know that, I mean, more and more self-published authors, those who are unknown, will have the opportunity. But I think it's it's going to be generational, like at least another 20, 30 years before it's completely gone. It's tricky, man. I, you know, Tucker Max. Um, I was talking with him, and he made a really good point that what he thinks, what he thinks is going to be a major shift is. I had never thought about it like this, but he basically outlined like, okay, you've got all these traditional publishers; they're owned mm -hmm. by big media companies, which yes. own all the conglomerates, right? They own Disney, they own ESPN, they own all, these big media companies own. All those entrenched, channels, right? Yep. Uh, and so to, he said, all it takes is there's the cable cutters, which are you know switching over to Hulu, Netflix, things Netflix, like that. Yep. So he said that's trimming their bottom line. So you know the CEOs of these companies are very quarterly focused. So all it yep. takes is you know a CEO that's trying to save his job, and what what it comes down to is they look at the publishing, like they also own the publishers, right? Book publishers, mm -hmm. and they look mm -hmm. at that as like, okay, cool, this is. It's an easy it's an easy thing for them to sell off and it's not a huge money maker but for the for the buyer it looks like these people are just buying up a big catalog of old books that mm -hmm. continue to sell right like the, yeah yeah they're, they're mostly just buying a catalog of like the uh, how to win friends and influence people you know, it's like proven proven sellers and so that mm -hmm. he argued that that's what he thinks it'll take uh, that'll mm. push it in that direction then I think I agree with that, but I think on the flip side, it's also uh, it's going to take. I mean, it has to be easier to self-publish than it is to traditional publish, and it's mm -hmm. not. I mean, it's it's still like you have to be entrepreneurial. You have to seek this stuff out. Like, yep. I think there's yep. going to have to be 
and and we've toyed around with the idea of this. I don't know if and how soon we would implement it, but it's. I think there has to be more of a self-publishing service, like <laughs> service type. Mm-hmm. Oh, but even that's moving more towards like the hybrid publishing side of things. Well, well, here's here's what would here's what I think would replace it all because the really the missing link in this, at least from my perspective, and you'll appreciate it. I think is that there's there's not enough automation on the marketing side for authors for this to be like churn it out they want to write and the the if there could be somewhat of a complete marketing automation that has positive roi and it's truly push button Mm. that Mm. would revolutionize things further i agree but but even in the in the general marketplace of business, there tr- there truly isn't full market automation. It takes that human interaction to to do it and to get it on the book level to to really get make it profitable. I I think that's tough. Yeah, it is tough it, it, on a book on a per book basis for sure. Right, because you have to have basically perfection at the ad level. At the landing, I mean, like, right? Yeah. Because you have to get your messaging down. You have to get your call to action. Yeah. The offer has to be enticing enough. We're even just telling someone that you have to acquire customers, profitably oh, acquire, acquire customers for under five bucks, which is basically the, I mean, that's it the is. premise of a yep. book. <laughs> and yep. it, that's just insanity. Uh, that's why, I don't know, I, I'm a big proponent, and this is what we teach a lot in SPS, is, okay, what is it? It's, it's, the book is the key that opens the door to Narnia, right? What's, yep. What is your Narnia? Is that mm-hmm. is that speaking? Is that coaching? Is that a brick-and-mortar business? Is that an online course? Is that, uh, you know, physical project, product, digital product? Like, mm-hmm. what is that thing? Because if you're just trying to make money off the books, you could certainly do that, and that's been done. And you look at guys like Hal Elrod. You look at guys like Pat Flynn. I mean – they, they're selling a ton of books, and, and, and they've kind of built a machine, but it is, I feel like it's the anomaly. It's not the, it, it's not the in, normalcy. In how many, I mean, how many people can, because that's the, right, Russell Brunson talking about the value ladder. Right. Actually, pre-Russell Brunson, everybody else in marketing well before we even existed was talking about the value that's ladder, right. and that value ladder is what drives that mentality, that it can't be just about the book. Mm-hmm. It has to be so much more. And how many, like my struggle, honestly, when I talk to, when I think of an author and I think of the fiction side of things, mm-hmm. what's their value ladder? That's tough. I, I get asked that question a lot and that's tough uh, because you see what all the fiction authors are doing. They become writing coaches. They do in-person yeah. seminars. They, it's it's okay. a lot of the same things, Right. Uh, it's it's going it's taking the fiction and translating that to nonfiction success, right? Oh. You think so? You, what about I mean, what about retreats and like because of the the impersonal interaction that we uh, have in society? I think I I think that I think that definitely can work, and I think that does work for some people. But again, it's like it, for, for most fiction authors that I've talked to, that's not a good answer for them. I don't know. It's just still the one-on-one delivery and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, you, you know, the Sean, it's it's a different game when you're when you're doing non when you're doing fiction. It's you're swinging for home runs. You're not going for base hits. So yeah. it's either going to be a smash hit or nothing. At least from what I've seen on the fiction side. Whereas right. I feel like nonfiction is more of you can hit base hits with it, and you can hit base hits from your first book. 
Right, because the base hit turns into an audiobook upsell, which is 40 bucks, and which turns into a mini course, which turns into the full-blown course, which is the course with me coaching, and then you're off to speaking, and then weekend masterminds. I mean, the the value ladder on the nonfiction side is so much more clear. Oh, for sure. And even just that I think the chance of you selling books is way better. Uh, mm. probability so? on the nonfiction because you're solving a problem and you're, you're solving a pain and it's, it's the pain pills versus vitamins. Like when you're selling, okay. uh, uh, I think when you're selling a fiction book, you're selling entertainment. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, uh, it, it's one of those things where if on the nonfiction side, it's easy. Like I know a specific pain point that I want solved and mm-hmm. this book is going to solve that for me. But on fiction, it's like, you're competing with every other entertainment outlet that exists. It's like well, there's great TV yeah those shows, media companies yeah there's Netflix there's I mean all these things and as a fiction author you're competing with that and not only that but a first time fiction author it's like well I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> invest hours of my life and a decent chunk of money mm-hmm. I don't want to that's not I'm not willing to take that risk to buy this. Fiction book, whereas I feel like people are more willing to fit, uh, take that risk when it comes to a nonfiction book. If we're looking for the fiction author who wants to solve for that, like, are they, is their outlook just have to be more realistic that this is, if they're going to go down the fiction route, which can be profitable, does it then have them having to rethink that it's, it's just going to take more effort, more time for them to get to that full-time status. I, I think so. It, uh, you have to be you have to be willing to be more patient, and uh-huh. audience building becomes more important than ever because mm-hmm. your your best customer as a fiction author is the repeat buyer, right? So that's why it's so important. You see people like Nick Stevenson have a lot of success with this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one of our coaches, Ari Vance. He's had some great success with this. It's, you know, they, a lot of times, um, you'll do the free first book model to get people hooked into yep. a series. I've seen yep. that work pretty well, but whatever you do, uh, you have to build an audience outside the platform. I think that's really important. So mm-hmm. whether that I like, I'm a big proponent of video and audio. Um, those okay. are the two things that I've seen work really well, but also doing the free, uh, the perma free book on Amazon. I've seen that work. Uh, and mm-hmm. things like that that's just getting people into your ecosystem and people are more likely to take a chance on a free book uh, inside uh, Amazon so for those of, just to back up for those people that don't know what permafree is that's when you get Amazon to price because there is no such thing as permanently free book there's no such thing as a permanently free book on Amazon but mm-hmm. Amazon will price match uh, other sites like Smashwords and things like that uh, so mm-hmm. on Kobo, Smashwords is basically you can submit there and that'll submit to a bunch of different sites. So well, I've done this with one of my books where you, if you put it for free on other sites and then you let Amazon know, then they'll price match. And that's basically a, a way around the perma-free. Uh, like that's a, that's a way restriction. around yeah, that restriction. And Amazon's perfectly okay with that because they want to be kind of the Walmart of the online, which, you know, you remember back in the day when – and they maybe they still do it, but Walmart was like, bring in any receipts from anywhere mm-hmm. else, and if it was cheaper than it was here, then we'll yeah, it's either give you a refund or pay you the difference or something like that. Yeah, uh, and yeah. so it's uh, Amazon's done a similar strategy. So as far as this is concerned with fiction authors, this means that uh, th- this means that you can do a perma free to get people hooked into your series. But uh, 
I know that I painted probably a pretty bleak picture for fiction authors. With, with no, I, I mean, honestly, we have to have an honest conversation <laughs> at times. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean, yeah. right? I, I mean, and people are like listening in. Where's the introduction and all that? Like, we're just kind of rolling with it at this point. But the reality is, is that that is an honest picture of things it, it, that it 100% for is. fiction authors. It, it 100% is. And you, you, it, when I say the base hits versus the home runs, I mean, there's still the potential for that. And everyone who's hit a home run will tell you that it didn't feel like a home run, <laughs> right? It's not like mm-hmm. they stepped up to the plate and out of here first swing, right? It's they, they, they kept coming up at bat and they struck out a bunch of times before they hit a home run. So I think that's the, the message that I would really like to share with, with fiction authors is you've got to get in the game and you've got to fail. You've got to get some books out there. Uh, and keep growing your audience because growing your audience is what's going to really uh, sustain you for the long term. Uh, and it's what's going to really help, you know, kind of build this following. It's And it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, there's, you don't have as high a likelihood of success for as nonfiction. Uh, but if, if you're someone who truly enjoys fiction, I guess there's two mm-hmm. there's two routes you can take. I know some people are like, hey, I'm fine with that because I love writing fiction. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine writing nonfiction, okay? So then, by all means, yes, stay focused on the fiction. Uh, for others, I'd say you can kind of uh, divide and conquer. Uh, and I've, I've seen people uh, write nonfiction books to either practice their chops because it's, it's easier than writing fiction mm-hmm. or to get some money coming in the door. Or, or lastly, um, I've seen, you know, one of our old students, um, Steve Windsor, he wrote – uh, two or three fiction books and then wrote like two or three books on the process of writing fiction because he felt like there wasn't material mm. out there. And that that really opened the floodgates um, to to bring in some good money for him. Uh, and he was able to, you know, do some really good things with that. So, that you know, I've seen people take that approach. And then there's the, I guess there's a third approach uh, that I just now thought of, which is fiction based nonfiction. <laughs> it's the, it's the mm. Patrick Lencioni, you know, kind of the. Uh, five dysfunctions of a team. It's the E Myth style book. It's the mm. gosh, what's the uh, uh, built to sell? Uh, th- there's just all yep. these business books that are written in kind of like a a nonfiction. Uh, or sorry, it's it's all these nonfiction business books that are written in story form, so they kind of have a fiction feel to them. I mm-hmm. I found myself getting sucked into these books more than any other business book because it has a story, right? So. Mm-hmm. I mean, that when I read, I mean, Patrick Lencioni is probably the most well-known for doing this, or at least the one that I know the most. He's got Death by Meeting. He's got Five Dysfunctions of a Team. He's got something, Perils of a CEO, I think, is one of them. And so he's got a bunch of different books. But he's the one that uh, I feel like has really popularized that style. And, and it's interesting when, when we're looking at the different ways in which a fiction author can make money. There, the reality also is is that there's the 80-20 rule in life and business and other. So there's only going to likely be one J.K. Rawlings hmm. making a billion dollars, okay. like just realistically. And it kind of falls down from there. But I think, you know, as, as Hugh Howey would say five years ago when we were talking to him about uh, self-publishing, even if you can pay a bill – that's a good start. Yep. I mean that that that's huge for for many authors uh, to to start with. I agree. Um, and Sean, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. You you made me think of this. Is that uh, despite the bleak picture that we're painting of fiction, uh, I mean, just go to the top 100 in all of Amazon 
uh, and you'll actually see a much different picture. <laughs> uh, mm. Because although it's much easier to hit base hits with nonfiction, all of, and I mean all of the home runs are fiction. So if you, I mean, just go into Amazon yep. and look at the top 100 eBooks. Look at the top 100 books. I, I, you know, I haven't done, I haven't, I don't have hard stats on this, but my guess would be at least, and I'd say at a minimum of that top 100 would be, I'd say at least 70% would be fiction. I mean, it's yep. astronomical. Yep. And then especially, I mean, it's just going to be pictures with of dudes with their shirt off that have abs. <laughs> it's like all the... <laughs> oh, pictures of me? Oh, okay. <laughs> Sean, you're on all the book covers, all these erotica novels. No, of RJ. RJ's our uh, resident uh, romance guy. <laughs> I mean, those are all, those books sell like crazy. I mean, think Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. think, I mean, all, the, yeah. all those books just... In those base hits, I, I mean, honestly, when, when a, a fiction author considers, okay, what am I going to do to make more income? It's writing another book. Right. When a nonfiction author thinks of how am I going to make more money, they leverage that single book into a boatload of other products and services. Right, 100%. And, and, and especially just to back up on the, on the fiction side, when, when, that's why you see uh, novellas are way more popular too, yeah. because it's easier to write smaller books, and and that's kind of the economy that we've gone to. Whether it's with the Kindle Unlimited with borrowing books, or whether it's mm -hmm. just purchasing, you know, several eBooks. Fiction fanatics or fiction fanatics, right? They'll they'll blow mm -hmm. through books, and they love, you know, or at least from what I've heard, this is kind of hard because I'm not. I'm usually speaking to the market, and I am the market, but this is the one case where I'm not the market. I'm not really a fiction guy, uh, but uh, like as far as reading it, and so. Uh, but from what I've seen, they they love the novellas, um, and the readers do, and then as well, if, if there's a there's a couple sidebars to fiction that not many people think of, which is you know children's books. That's mm -hmm. the main one, and 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 so that that is as a whole nother realm where I feel like there's so much potential because parents are always looking for bedtime stories for their kids. They're mm -hmm. always, you know, and if you can have a, a series based on that, I mean, it's the kid continues to grow up and, and the parents continue mm -hmm. to read stories. So why not their favorite story that and their favorite character that they've been reading about for a while through multiple books, which if we're talking about lifetime value of that customer, obviously, when you have mm -hmm. multiple books and the repeat purchases, that's going to really help. So the last time you were on the show, it's episode 117, you were talking about uh, free plus shipping. You were just testing that out as a method to uh, launch your book, and you had, and it was talking about your book published, and the, that was one of four launch strategies. So can you give us an update? How did the free plus shipping method work for you? Uh, mediocre. Uh, it, it, we definitely pre-sold a good bit of books ahead of time. I think we, I want to say we pre-sold about 1,000 or so. Um, ahead of the launch date via the um, via the the pre free plus shipping funnel. Mm -hmm. I will say though, it I mean it worked great for our cold traffic. Uh, I think it's going to be a loss leader for us. Uh, it, I just haven't been able to dial it in. We're trying to run it to paid traffic, which I realize is very different from how most people try to do it. But right now we're just seeing we're running to a webinar and we're getting about two point five to three to one on our money. And we're we're running to uh, the book funnel, and I want to say we're getting 1.5 on our money. Um, so it's not quite as good. In fact, I'll actually 
I'll, I'll bring up the stats here uh, and actually go through it. But what I, we, we're going to do some tweaks. I think we went too high with our price or with our with our second upsell. So basically, okay. I'll, I'll break down the I'll break down the thing. But let me actually look at the stats. So sure. since November thirteenth, that's when we've been running it. It looks like our average ROAS, which is return on ad spend, is 171%. So actually not bad, but when you factor in the hard costs, so when I do a webinar, I don't have any hard costs. When I sell a, right. sell a book, obviously I have the hard costs. When you factor in the hard costs, it's, it's not so great. So it looks like uh, up to this point, we haven't spent a ton of money on it. So, I mean, we're just reaching statistical significance. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. We we've just spent over a thousand, a little bit over a thousand bucks, and we have gotten. Oh, this is weird. Um, we've gotten. This is saying eleven hundred and thirty-one, but there's no way that's right. Right. Compared to that, that one seventy percent. So it must be. I must have something slightly off here. Um, yes. But that's what we're looking at. And so what I so basically the the format that we did is we did a free book. Just pay shipping and handling. The shipping and handling was, I think it's seven ninety nine. Uh, then mm-hmm. the, on the order form, there's the order form bump, which is below where they put the credit card in and above the submit button. That's for, mm-hmm. uh, that is for, I want to say thirty seven dollars. Uh, that's the order form bump, and that is for. That's let's, let's see, it's the audio book, it's the PDF copy, and a and a unreleased bonus chapter. Um, that's the only way you can get that. Um, so the, it's kind of like this, this, uh, we call it the published bundle. So that's 37 mm-hmm. bucks. Then on the thank you page, um, there's a $97 offer for our summit, which typically sells for 500 bucks. So mm-hmm. it's, we slash the price on there. And then where I think we could do better and we might see a better return is on the, on the upsell is we, we do a discount on self publishing school. So we've got our two different offers there, which I want to say, and it's odd because it's a discount we don't do anywhere else, and it's mm-hmm. seven ninety seven and seventeen ninety seven. But that's really off from your not off in a bad way, but like really discounted exactly. from what you normally. It, yeah. yeah, it is. And so I, I think though it's just too steep of an escalation, and we're giving them two options. So it's kind of like oh yeah, anytime you have options, uh, it's confusion. Confused people don't buy. We even took. One of the options, so we only offer the payment plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't offer the upfront because we would have had to have four buttons on that page. It's like, <laughs> do you want the pro for the, for this price, or three payments yeah. for this, or the, and it's it's a one click it's a one click upsell. So uh, th- there's that. So that complicates it a little bit. And then on the thank you page, we have a uh, let's see, we have a webinar, so mm-hmm. they can sign up for an evergreen webinar. Uh, they can try our mastermind community for a dollar, so a dollar trial for that. Uh, and then I want to say there's maybe one more thing. I think that's pretty much it. And so that's the whole funnel. Uh, but what we have seen is after the fact, people, a decent amount of people have purchased self-publishing school, just not immediately. So what we're thinking, and this is my kind of my hypothesis from the get-go, is that just getting that physical book in people's hands, it's, it's going to be really good for business because we're creating an intimate relationship. And I know that Absolutely. as much of a marketer as I am, I want to I want to crunch the data and say instant <laughs> ROI. And if it's yeah. not, let's cut the ads. Uh, and that's why we've only, I mean, we've been spending peanuts. I want to say like uh, maybe 10 bucks a day. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that would be. I mean, it's like when we're, 
I mean, overall, we're spending, I think, about 350 bucks a day. So a percentage of our total ad spend. Yeah. It's not a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and so, I, you know, as much as a marketer as I am with the data, I, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I think this will actually be a loss leader for us. And we're paying mm-hmm. to acquire a customer. This person is now a customer. And mm-hmm. although it may not be an, a, a, a crazy good ROI within 15 to 30 days, I have a hunch that, that once we spread that out over about six months, those customers will be worth a lot more because I believe in the book and I believe that getting that book in their hands is really is going to make a big difference. Well, that's the whole like way back just like 22 minutes ago. We we're I was we were talking about the value ladder. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. what you what you do to get a long term high paying customer. Right. Is you have to give some sort of crazy early offer that basically is a no-nonsense, like, oh, okay, this is not even thinking Uh this is a great deal. And so even if that is a loss leader, you now have that customer for life, so to speak. And so moving through this ladder, I mean, if you paid for your ad cost, that means you have really not even paid for Facebook ads. Like, it's just completely free, uh, free customers. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Sean, because... I mean, most people, they would say, oh, wow, well, if you could tell me that I would get, you know, I, I don't know what the, the the number of this is. is uh, Yeah, okay, let's, I got the sum. If you could tell me that I could get 70 customers mm-hmm. and break even or even be better than break even, I would be pretty happy with it, that. And that's apparently, yeah. you know, that's what we're actually doing here. So you are, I mean, that's huge. That's, you know, uh, so I, I guess the one big asterisk I'll give to, uh, and uh, this is great because I'm like looking at my numbers right now and I'm extrapolating <laughs> some good stuff out of you. But one big asterisk I will give is that uh, a part of the flaw I feel like in my current business or in the model that we're in right now is we don't have a high ticket offer or a service, you know, service or just an mm-hmm. offer in general. Uh, and so most people that I've seen this, have, I've seen this, they've, um, that has worked really well. The, the, you know, Russell Brunson, Ryan LeBeck, mm-hmm. uh, Brendan mm-hmm. Shard, uh, several people like that. It's like, no, they don't just have a thousand or two thousand dollar product. They have three to five of those and they have some recurring, like, piece of software mm-hmm. or something, or they have like a high ticket, ten thousand, twenty five thousand, uh, kind of yep. big ticket offer. And when you do that, it's like, oh, well, if we had a ten or twenty five thousand dollar offer, and, you know, we're at 70 books, you know, say one person bought that. Okay, now our ROI is looking way better, right? So it, it, when I was I was crunching all the math, when I was looking at what do I need to do to make this book funnel work? What does our mm-hmm. average order value need to be? What is our uh, CTAC cost to acquire customer? Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. It, it really just went to show that when you run out the percentages, because I kind of modeled it all out, when you run out the mm-hmm. percentages – uh, where it really makes sense is when you have a higher ticket offer and it almost doesn't matter how low that converts because right. 0.25% conversion rate on a $25,000 off <laughs> is, I mean, <laughs> Silly. still pretty good. Right, right. And, you know, honestly, we've had that word is exactly what this whole podcast has been about, honesty. We talked about early on the the, the outlook of fiction authors versus nonfiction and, you know, that they, they they're doing the base hits within writing more books, you're telling us like the full scope of your numbers and you're like figuring things out on the fly. Honestly, that's what book marketing is all about. 
Like it is testing things, trying things, and and just honestly looking at things and saying this is working or this is not working. And so I I think this is a good model for authors to to follow is to try things, right? A hundred percent agree. It's so we have a motto in my company. It's one of our core values. It's fail forward, fail fast, fail often. Now I I don't pretend to have all the answers here, uh, but I can tell you that I've failed probably more than. 99.9% 99.9% of people in this space. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're, we're failing and we're learning along the way. Yeah, for sure. It'll be um, basically going from blank page to published author in 90 days and using that to grow a six-figure income. All right. So Chandler, we are unfortunately wrapping up here, um, but we do – I do want to hear actually the folks that are listening to this uh, right now. It is February 14th. In a couple days, we're actually doing a joint webinar uh, with you. And so I want to tell people about that. They can go to bookmarketingtools.com slash SPS. That's bookmarketingtools.com slash SPS where Chandler and I are going to be doing a live webinar. You can go there to, to get hooked up. So Chandler, what are people going to learn? about when they go uh, to that webinar? Yeah, so w- really what my goal in this webinar is is to walk people through the process from going from blank page to published author in 90 days and especially how to use, how to launch that book successfully and then leverage that book to build a six-figure income. So that's the, the, that's kind of, I'm going to be talking about the different pillars. So whether it's writing the book quality and writing a book that will sell, marketing it successfully and then leveraging that book to grow your income, grow your business. This is something that I've done uh, going from zero to $1.32 million in 11 months. And then the following year did uh, $2.2 million in my business. I'll do about $6 million this year. And the foundation of my business is built off of books. Uh, so it's something that I've seen work firsthand, something I've seen work for so many of my students inside self-publishing school. So we're kind of just really dive into that. Awesome. So folks, go to bookmarketingtools.com slash SPS. That's bookmarketingtools.com slash SPS, and we will see you there. Chandler, uh, as we part ways, why don't you share with people how they can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yes, a couple couple resources for you. We've got um, the Self-Publishing School blog where we put all kinds of content on there that might be helpful. My favorite post that we have right now uh, is how to self-publish a book in 2017. Uh, you, you might want to check that out. Um, and then the other way is just, self-publishingschool.com. That's uh, that's the main place. That's what we have free video training, webinars, uh, blog posts, content, all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, Chandler, thank you so much for being on the Author Hangout. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Sean. You've been listening to The Author Hangout, a production of bookmarketingtools.com. Don't miss out on future episodes. Subscribe through iTunes or Stitcher or come hang out with us at theauthorhangout.com.